And now, you're welcome to the OMN NBA podcast. They do have a timeout. Decide not to use it. Curry, way down to Inside, Tatum spins. Okay, we are back again. Um, so last week we couldn't record, and due to an injury report, <laughs> so that's a safety protocol. <laughs> so we're back with another episode. Uh, this is the Women in Media podcast. As always, I'm Derek, and I have my brothers joining me as always, James and Jeff. Forget my name, always, <laughs> brothers. Jay and yo, let's go. What's up? What's up? What's up, people? Back this again. This is Jay and this is JNJ without a Reddick. Okay. So um, as always, uh, we do this. We talk basketball, everything basketball. So the news that everybody knows right now is that the Brooklyn Nets are running it back. Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving are staying in the Brooklyn Nets. What's next, guys? Let's just start it off. What is going to happen next? Who, who are you asking? You don't just I mean, say what's anybody can just go and think like, yeah, like okay, he Jeff, said something. Let me start with you. I, I'm going to start with how I'm seeing my screen right there. So, Jeff, I'm going to start with you. Let's go. Yeah, what's up, guys? Uh, I mean, what's going to happen next? A first round exit again, <laughs> uh, in my opinion. Uh, I mean, it, it could get better. Who knows? But mm-hmm. at, at, this, at, this, at this moment, even though they added a couple pieces to their roster, I don't think yet. Just they're still that good to, you know, to go far. But, but yeah, um, I expect them to be competitive either way. Um, mm-hmm. If Kyrie does not act up during the season, I mean, you know what Kyrie does during the season. If he does not do any of those things during the season, I think they'll make the playoffs comfortably. But then I don't know about them winning the championship yet. Um, they have to add more, um, especially with Ben Simmons. I don't know which Ben Simmons is going to come back. Um, you know, to play for the Nets, but um, I still think they're gonna. It depends on who they match up. If they match up against the Bucks, I I think the Bucks are gonna beat them. With the healthy Bucks, I don't think the Nets are gonna stand a chance. So they're gonna have to come up against you know a weaker position to be able to make to the next round in the playoffs. Mm. Okay, all right, Jamie, what about you? Well, I think we we'll live to see. Uh, everything is on paper right now, and then mm-hmm. on paper everything looks good. And then you can actually you can add all your ifs and buts and whatever you want to add to it, but in the end you have to you know live to experience it, and it's, it's the experience that gives us um, what we've been uh, either expecting or not expecting. So I think you know they have all these um, pieces that you know some coming back, some they acquired new, but um, you know I I am not sold on them because. It's one thing having a group of guys, and it's another thing having a group of guys who fit and then who can play together. We don't know um, how healthy this team is going to be. We don't know. We don't know how healthy Kid is going to be. We don't know how healthy Kyrie is going to be, both physically and mentally. We don't know how Ben Simmons is going to look. He hasn't played in over a year, and the last time he played, he was just hot trash. Um, Paddy Mills, Seth Curry. Um, Joe Harris is coming back from an injury. Nobody knows 
how it's going to look coming up of two ankle surgeries. Nobody knows. Already, um, the year, the last time he played in that playoff series, he couldn't make a bucket. And so, nobody knows the sign who TJ Warren. I'm, I don't know if you're going to get the TJ Warren from the bubble or you're going to get right. TJ Warren. Mm. So, it's just a group of guys who are there. It's just like um, you're about to cook. There's just a group of ingredients on the table. And they look good. You have some very nice steak. You have some very nice vegetables. You have some very nice potatoes. But how are they going to turn out in the end? That's what we love to see. Mm. Yeah, okay. I mean, they, they, they got they got mm -hmm. Royce O'Neal too, didn't they? Yes. So the defense, I mean, they lost um, Bruce Brown. But, um, I mean, let's let's see how things go. They are, so they, they look like, so they are this team who look like um, they are going to be either in a plane or a first round exit. Or they are going to win a championship. Nobody knows what version they are going to get. So we just live to see. Mm. Okay. Now there's there's um a report that that says um it's coming from um Jay Williams who says that he feels they have the most pressure amongst every other team in the NBA. Jamie, do you do you believe that's true? Do they care about pressure? They don't. So I don't think there's any pressure on those guys. They don't care. I think so. That's one thing about them. I think they both feel they've already won. And so at this point, they don't care about that pressure anymore. So Kyrie thinks he has a ring. Katie thinks he has two rings. Even though he thought winning one by himself um, on his own team was going to bring him some satisfaction. I think, to me, I think he has given up on that because trying to force his way out of um, Brooklyn into a team like either Miami or Phoenix, as he stated, those teams were, I looked like, they're not the Golden State Warriors from 2015. But they, 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 they are teams that are championship level teams. So trying to force his way out of a team he was trying to build into a team that looks like it's already built, looks like he's already given up on that whole notion of trying to, you know, win by himself. So I don't think they care about any pressure. But if if the pressure would come from within, if there's pressure on them, then it's a pressure they're putting on themselves. It's not a pressure that's coming from elsewhere. People don't really care about the, the Nets anymore right now because people know. They just go up and down. Okay. Careful about you. Do you think you have pressure on them? Um, I would say a little bit. Um, a little bit in terms of um, you know, KD won two with the with the Warriors. We know how he won those rings. He hasn't won one without the Warriors. So I think he he really wants to win one without without the Warriors. Um, also, there's pressure in terms of. I really think the front office and Josai think that. It's going to be a one and done. That's what I think they think is going to be because Kyrie's eligible for, for a max right now. Um, if what happens if he doesn't, I feel like they're, they're going to wait to see what happens to actually give him, you know, that that max contract. If not, they're not going to give him one. Uh, but also, I mean, I, I really think KD gets moved next year if they don't win the championship. So that's where the pressure comes mm -hmm. in, in terms okay. of them, them trying to, them having to win and especially getting the pressure from the front office saying hey you guys have to win this year because we think next year this is not going to be you know we, we mm -hmm. don't think you guys are going to be together next year so that's where the pressure is but then also they have this they have a good team like let's let's not i mean they have a they have knockdown shooters they have decent defensive players um ben simmons went fit even though he's not like a good shooter uh, he he's a good playmaker. He's a good defender. He's an mm. all star. So, you know, the the it depends on how balanced, what balanced the team is, and how committed everyone is. 
I think it, it they, they might either do very well or do very bad. That's what I think. I don't think it's going to be an in-between. So we live to see, but I think the pressure would come from them, you know, making it make them. It's going to come down to them, like, you know, playing. I think it's going to be just a one and done thing. So that's where the pressure is going to is going to come from, in my opinion. Okay, speaking of actually Ben Simmons and the World Balance team, there's, there's rumors that he might be playing for as a center in, in, in the team. Do you think that's like a, a great idea? As a five? Yeah, as a five, actually. So what is it going to be like? I mean, there's there's just rumors that he's he might be starting as a, as a five because the the, the Brooklyn doesn't have like a proper big, so um they're looking at starting him as a five actually, and he is very tall. I mean, starting at six I mean, nine, right? I mean, um, six. This six nine. Six seven. Six, six seven, nine. I guess. Yes. Yeah, but I mean, as a five, I don't know about that. I don't. Know I think. About I think. I think what could happen is. Mm-hmm. They could still start him as 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 the point guard, but then maybe sometimes on defense he could take on some defensive assignments on the mm, biggest okay. guy on the floor. Because you know, one he's good defensively, and two he's got a size. But I still think they need somebody in that position. I don't know who they're going to pick up. I mean, I was just I, 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 was, just, I was just reading a report that he said they needed, they were trying to get um, Camilla Anthony. If they have Camilla Anthony, they probably they will mostly slide KD to the five um, in certain um, positions or in certain spots. But mm-hmm. you know, eventually they would need somebody. You know, because yeah. having Ben run your point and then play defense is going to wear him down. It's going to be too yeah. much work for him, especially coming back from injury. You know, it's not going to be yeah, his back. It's gonna, it's gonna it's gonna take him at least you know thirty games to actually get into the flow of things because of his yeah. back. I think yeah. I think one of the reasons why. People say that is um, because they are. You could you could say they are guard heavy, right? So they have Paddy Mills, they have Seth Curry, they have um, Kyrie, and then they have Ben Simmons, right? So they could have maybe Kyrie and maybe Seth uh, start or Kyrie or Paddy Mills. All these, but like so, Kyrie, Paddy Mills, Seth. Most of these guys are like two guards. Like Kyrie is like you know naturally two guard, even though he like he's a very good like he has very good handles, but. When it comes yeah. to playmaking, Ben is he's the not, best player yeah. on the team. So definitely, it would be better for Ben to run the point, especially when Ben wouldn't be scoring so much from the um, from the from the outside. So they would have him run the point and then go inside the paint and then get some work there and then probably kick out to the shooters on the perimeter, being Kyrie or Paddy Mills or Seth or even KD himself. So mm-hmm. I mean, they, they would still yeah, somebody uh, in, 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 at, at center position. So playing Ben at a point and then having him, it, they can even play him on the wing sometimes, you know, maybe to defend the bigger guys on the opposing team. He's very versatile. His only problem is not being able to shoot the offensive liability um, on a perimeter. That's his biggest problem. But they could use him in different ways. Um, I read, I read, I read somewhere a stat where it said Ben Simmons, since coming into the league, has provided or given his teammates the most wide open shots. So. As much as he's like an ability in terms of him not being able to take his own shot, he creates space in terms of you know breaking down defenses, going into the paint, and then kicking out to to wide open. So he makes the right decisions when he has the ball, pretty much aside from him shooting the ball. So his distribution is top top. You know we criticize him a lot, but then he distributes the ball very well, and you know it's it, it will be great for Kyrie and and KD. KD is not is a he's a scorer. He's going to okay. score from anywhere on the on the court. So yeah, yeah, one more thing. I think they can use him like in a small ball lineup, where so assuming they play in Boston, 
and then they play maybe Grant Williams at the five. They could throw Ben Simmons in um, at the five for Brooklyn too, because it's just defense to defense, and, and the sizes would equally match up. Or they're playing Golden State, they have you know Draymond Green at the five uh, in a small ball lineup. They could slide Ben in to play at the five too, but it's not going to be like a fixed thing where in the starting lineup on every given night Ben is playing at the five. Okay, so. Looking at the team being put together once again, I mean, without the likes of James Harden anymore, would you say Steve Nash is still the best man to coach the team, Jeff? Um, I, I don't think so. Um, <laughs> <laughs> with what, with what the, the the Brooklyn Nets have, I don't think Steve Nash is a great coach, especially, especially with with what you know the, the nets have like the nets with what they have should be able to go very far in the playoffs but then because of steve nash it limits what they can actually do steve nash doesn't have the experience to coach kd Kyrie to actually win a championship you see Kyrie actually came out and said what he said something about the coach i don't remember he said they, something they, said about, they don't need a coach they don't like do you think if Kyrie had had a different coach, an experienced coach, would ever say something like that? I, I don't think he would ever say that. So the inexperience is very glaring. He had never coached, you know, before taking this 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 head coaching job. So I just don't think they're gonna do it with him at the helm. So I just I just don't. I'm not sure. Jamie, are you sure? So couple of things <laughs> during the um, the the playoffs. He got out coached by Emil Doka. That's point number one. So he wasn't <laughs> really up to the task at that time. He wasn't ready for the bright lights. And so most of us even, you know, believed that he should have been fired um, after the season. But there's one thing that KD said that, you know, he still believed in Steve Nash. After, after they got kicked out, he was like, oh, he got dealt, you know, serious problems with players not being you know happy on the team the strength of players injuries covid and stuff like that so he was like more or less cutting um steve nash um, some slack but then with what happened in the last few weeks with kd talking about oh it's either me or them fire steve nash fire sean marks or uh, or trade me all these things are more like a breach of trust right because before kd was one person i think Steve Nash really believed him. I mean, we all made jokes about this, that Steve Nash didn't really have a game plan. His game plan was just give KD the ball. So now, how would it be that you're going to be on a team where the guy you believed the most in called for your head? He was like, nah, get this guy out of here or I'm leaving. I don't yeah. know how they're going to repair that relationship because chemistry is a huge part of um, um, team building. And it's a huge part of winning. So if you, if you ask Draymond Green or Steve K, he can tell you, oh, me and Draymond go at it all the time, but we have that relationship where we have, um, we're able to build a common ground. I wonder how they're going to come back from this, but we live to see. Mm, okay, we live to see that, and hopefully the team can do better. But I mean, still on the Brooklyn Nets, do you think they have enough shooters, elite shooters, aside KD and Kyrie, to actually compete in the in the Eastern Conference, which is now becoming one of the toughest conferences, mind you, because. The Brooklyn, I mean, the Milwaukee Bucks are coming back real hard. Like, I don't see them slowing down. Um, the Boston Celtics, of course, finalists. The Miami Heat, of course, will want to, you know, run it back again. So, in all this, you need a lot of scorers on your team. I mean, they've added likes of Seth Curry, who's a great three-point shooter. 
regardless. So do you think there's enough shooters on the team for them to actually score more? And also, I mean, the defensive end, we already know they have Ben Simmons and this, you know, other players as well. So do you think it's a great shooting team, Jeff? I, I think it is. I think I think it is, but it's going to depend on how good um, Joe Harris looks when he comes back. So because Joe Harris is, they have at least two top 10 shooters in the league in Joe Harris and Steph, Seth, Seth Curry's, no, not Steph, Seth. So that's what I think, though, because those two fit are very efficient shooters. You know, they, they, they shoot with a lot of efficiency. I think they're the two shooters who shoot above 40%, you know, most of the time. So I, I just think they have enough in terms of space in the floor. Um, also, they have Paddy Mills, who's a decent, he, he's a good three-point shooter. I'm not going to lie. He's, he's a good three-point shooter. He's going to make his shots when, when, when he's open. Um, so I just think it's enough for them to actually make a push in terms of shooting. They might add one or two people, more players, but then I just think what they have is, is okay for them to compete in terms of shooting. Mm. Jamie? Well, um, so, yes, you can... You, I mean, Seth Curry, Kyrie, KD, um, Joe Harris, assuming he's, he's back to at least some percentage of who he was before he got it. That's a very good offensive, you know, firepower but here's what i i learned that they can have all this offensive power they can give you all these buckets or catch and shoot pass 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 wide open bang it's gone right it looks good the crowd is into it but then the ball comes back on the defensive and they're giving up the same points all over again so if you look at how the team is built they look like a team that's going to score a lot of points, but they are still going to lose some games, but at least a lot of games. One based on chemistry and two look at based on um, their defensive um, liabilities. Because if you have a team like, if you have a group like um, Seth Curry or Patty Mills on the floor, or Kyrie on the floor, uh, not exactly the kind of defensive lineup you would want on the floor, especially if you are going against a team like Boston or Milwaukee or all these guys. You're gonna to have to play some defense because mm -hmm. huge, 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 huge um, uh, uh, offensive players on the other side too. So you're gonna to have to play some defense, and so all these things are just going to keep putting you in pick and rolls, and then you're going to be in trouble. So if you look at the the um the Milwaukee, sorry, the Brooklyn Boston um, series, yeah. So Paddy mm -hmm. Mills and then Seth Curry were hitting some very very good shots, but in the end you see you see what happens. Then it's like oh. Jalen Brown gets the ball. He wants to go one on one with Seth Curry. Tatum gets the ball. He wants to go one on one with um, um, Paddy Mills. So all of a sudden, you can't play these guys too many minutes. But everybody's like, "Why don't you play these guys?" Well, yes, they'll come on. They score, but then they're giving up the same amount of points on defense. So in there, it's like they are just going like net negative because you are giving up probably more than you're even scoring. Because if if you're not going to score all your shots, but then if someone wants to put you in a defensive uh, uh, um, scheme. You are probably going mm -hmm. to lose most of those matchups because they have the size, they are much bigger than you, and you are, they are much bigger, they are much stronger than you. So it looks nice by the eye test, but if you go into the fine print, you realize uh, it's not exactly how you want the team to look. So fine, they have um, Royce on you, they have uh, um, 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 TJ and all these guys, but they're still lacking that kind of because in the playoffs and in in, in, the, in the in the highest level of basketball, you need some defense, and these guys cannot really hold it for them. Mm. 
Okay, so now let's 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 just. I mean, of course, we mostly do this, and I cause I'll actually make you know call this the hypothetical segment. So, hypothetically speaking, are we looking at them finishing top eight, or they are going to make playing, or they actually going to be top three in the East? That's a great. That's 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 a great question. Uh, I think they're going to be top eight most definitely. I think they're going to be top eight. I mean, they were they were mostly top four before Katie got hurt, and then you know. They were the two right. seed. They were the two, yeah. So, I'm, I think they're gonna be. They're gonna make top eight definitely. I think. I think top four. They're gonna be top four. That's what I think. Though, with everyone healthy and everyone there available, I think. I think top 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 four. They're they're gonna be right there. Well, hypothetically, I think Kyrie plays less than sixty games. <laughs> um, oh yeah. What do you think is reason? What do you think is his is gonna say this time? Because Kyrie, Kyrie is a lot fragile. He's not very durable. So here's what happened last year. Last year, he didn't have those injuries because he wasn't playing too much. You get it. Okay. And so you realize when he came back and then he kept, like, when the whole mandate thing was away and then he started playing, it took a toll on him because all of a sudden they were trying to fight their way into the plane and now he had to play huge minutes. And it took a toll on him. Even in the playoffs, you see him playing well in the first half. But second half is already tired. You get it. So he's not very durable. So I don't think he's going to play 60 games. I, I don't believe Kyrie's going to play 60 games. I mean, he doesn't so have to play 60 games, does he? So, okay, cool. But then for the team to have a chance, you need everybody. That's how this, that's how combustible this Brooklyn team is. For you to, for them to make some noise, they need a higher contribution from the top guys. Because you don't know what you're getting from the, the bottom feeders. You don't know what you're getting from Joe Harris. You don't know what you're getting from who. Uh, TJ Warrior, you don't know what you're getting from who. Um, Seth had an ankle problem um, last season. Let's let's hope that heals. But for you, because mind you, towards the playoffs, KD had to keep playing huge, 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 huge minutes for them to get a chance to go to the play and eventually make it in the playoffs. But I know we are talking about hypotheticals, but you have to study the trend too. How healthy has KD been in the past three years? How healthy has Kyrie been mm. in the past three years? It's going to give you a trend. Mm. He hasn't been that healthy. And then sure. KD has also gone on that tangent. So he's, he's, he hasn't been that you know, durable. So you can talk about the hypotheticals, but there's nothing like a, a utopia. There's always some injuries here and there. There's always some problems here and there. Who knows how Kyrie is going to feel? Bless you. Mm. Okay. Ah. I, I, personally, it's a great team. I wish them the best, and I actually want them to see them do well. But you know, it's a lot of egos. Like you're saying, you're not looking at Kyrie playing more than sixty games. It's going to be a lot. Steve Nash also not being the right fit. So I don't know. It's 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 a whole lot. But let's discuss personally Kevin Durant. Now there were so many things he was linked with, and even in the last days, it was the Memphis Grizzlies, which we were hearing that they were actually willing to give up the other Desmond Bain or Jaron Jackson Jr. for Kevin Durant. Do you think that trade would have made sense? For him to be back in the West and a team like Memphis, which is going his young core, Jeff. First of all, I have no idea why <laughs> Josiah and Sean Max were actually entertaining that trade request from Kevin Kevin Durant. Honestly, <laughs> like if I'm them, I do like I wouldn't because bro, you got into your contract here. You sign a mm -hmm. contract four years. You haven't even started the four year. The four year. <laughs> you are not yet into the first year of it, and you're already asking mm -hmm. for a trade. Like, what do you mean? 
you know, if I'm them mm. and he asked for that trade, I would say, bro, I'm not trading you. Sit down and and and, and come to work. Because, like, what's the point of signing? Like, it defeats the whole purpose of you signing the contract then. Like, like, what what is this? Anyway, <laughs> I diverted, but what was the question again? <laughs> I just, I just got I'm into saying, it because I, I know you just got into this deep, you know. Yeah. I don't understand this whole nonsense, you know. Being I know. It, but it, it, saying, it just, it just, it just took a lot of time for other people to get teams because everyone wanted that domino to fall, just so other people would have opportunities to get onto teams. And then that one trade was holding up the whole league. It was. So you know, at the end of the day, he was being. He was being selfish, but you know it is what it is. Every man for himself, like they say. So, yeah. Mm, okay, uh, I know Jamie has a lot to say. Probably some long list of why that was the the worst trade, you know, suggestion, Jamie. <laughs> well, I think I think I, I I think I made some of those points in the last episode. So go go check it out. But from the start, <laughs> from the start, uh, from the start, even from this whole when the whole Kyrie issue started with all wanting an extension and then the team not believing he was going to be committed or the team being down with his bojas i was just like yo just run it back if you really want to show this team and the organization that you really loved him prove it just um opting come back with kd play as best as you can you don't have control over injuries right but once you're available play to your best potential and then let the chips fall where they may but for you to just get up one morning and decide, okay, I don't want to be here. Get me out of here. I want to go on this team. I want to go on that team. And then picking teams that look like they are already made, knowing very well that those teams would have to gut their core in order to get you, you are probably ending up in a worse situation. Because in Brooklyn, you have a, you have a pretty nice team. But then you move to, another, for example, you move to Boston. Boston, you're asking for Jalen Brown, maybe Marcus Derek White, and then you know, a, a hall of future draft picks. Yes, but mind you, those draft picks are coming from high-level teams. And so definitely are going to be late first round, first round picks. So you're not going to get any, you know, serious top, 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 top of the class player in the draft. So in the end, you're just going around in circles. You're going to end up in a, in a, in a terrible situation. Right. The same situation that you're running from. So there was no way around it. And I think, I, like I said in the last episode, the situation he had when he went to Golden State was a totally different from what he's going to have now. So forcing his way out, well, he didn't force his way out of OKC. He just went as a free agent. But it was just there. Everything was just almost set up. The team had already won a championship. Mm. And so it was very easy for him mm. to just walk in and then um, be part of a, a, a good group of guys to win. But then now, when you go into another team, you are going to actually have to be you know, more than you were in Golden State. Obviously, Golden State, you brought your A game, you won two championships, you became finals MVP. But when you go to another team, you'd have to be more than that. Because if you are going to, for example, um, 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 Toronto, then they are telling the other one give up um, Scotty Barnes. But assuming they give up Pascal Siakam and then a group of other guys, maybe Fred Van Fleet or somebody else, and then draft picks, now yeah 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 just yeah just stuck with just got the bounce and who else is that going to get you where you want to be definitely not and then so much reference has been made to kobe's um, um popular trade request that he made in 2007 and then 
they kept telling him, yo, we got a trade, all right, but you know, the situation is going to end up in, you probably are not going to be happy. So he did He did stay 2008, they, they went to the finals, they lost 2000 and 2010, they won back-to-back -back championships. So I think the best decision is for him to stay and then run it back. And then in the future, you see what happens. Mm. Okay. So, no, so another question I have was, are we looking at Kyrie and KD staying on this team for a long term and actually finishing their contract or you guys feel they're trying to run it back for this season so they can actually move on to something you know perhaps better things or better teams next season yeah that's what i think that's like i said in my mm -hmm. submission i think it's mm -hmm. running it back um for this year <clears throat> because honestly if they wanted to give career a contract i think they would have given it to him i i, I don't see it happening he needs to mm -hmm. prove that he deserves that contract I don't think he has proven that yet, but I think they're going to see what happens this year, uh, you know, which they're going to try to see what progress they make. But then I think the only progress that they, they, they couldn't quote, have to make is to win the championship. I don't think getting to the conference finals is enough progress for them to run it back for another year, you know, because then like, what's the point if we're not winning a championship in the first three was what, how long has it been three, four years now? KD mm -hmm. last won his championship in 2018. 2018, yeah. And he he got injured in 2019, missed the 2019. 2019, yeah. Yes. So I really last one in 2016. So it's been what 2016. Yeah. So yeah. Hmm. I, I I don't see it happening. I th I think they're all they're gonna split <laughs> at the end of this year. Honestly, that's what I. All right, Jamie, you 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 think it's a split happening in the season? Like, I mean, after the end of that season. Well, it depends on. What do Kyrie accept from the team? Because mind you, the team didn't tell Kyrie they didn't want him anymore. They just were like, "We want you here, but we don't trust you enough to give you that amount of money or that mm. kind of to make that mm. kind of commitment." Mm. So take yeah. the first two years and let's see how things go. He said he didn't want it. you get it. Mm. So yeah. the team, the team, the team are still bad because they made a huge investment into these guys. So definitely, the team will still want them, but a lot of things would depend on how this season goes. Trust me, mm. they don't have to win a championship this year to 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 to, to solidify a future. With a you team. think so? They need to show commitment because no, but you know, you know, they made the conference finals in KD's first year back, right? Yes, but that's so, the whole point. What so, I'm saying is, yes. So, so where where is the assurance that they're going to win a championship if they just make a conference finals the next year? Like yes, so that's what I'm saying. That you don't just win it. Championship winning championships, you know, as you know, it's it's not an easy thing to do. But I think what the team has been looking for is that commitment, because they invested so much in these guys, and the team knows very well they they've been, they've been running the team better than they do the team. They do the work. But they, 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 they understand that you don't just win. Assuming they get to maybe the conference semifinals, somebody gets injured, and then because of that, they lose. Everybody knows why they lost. But then they don't, what they don't want is that lackluster attitude of maybe Kyrie deciding not to play today, playing tomorrow, or then being moody. or that. That is what they don't want. But if everybody is logged in, but then you meet a tougher opponent, there's nothing you can do about it. You can't perform magic. You can't steal the trophy for somebody else at gunpoint. You get it. So if he plays his best, maybe he plays maybe 60-plus games, he gives his all, but then for some reason, they get bounced by Milwaukee in the conference finals. Everybody understands that, oh, yes, they did their best, but then a better team beat them. Fine. Fair enough. I think the team will still offer Kyrie some money, 
But based on mm-hmm. his um, his attitude but, and his work ethic this year, is going to de- is going to determine whether they move because they have. KD but Jamie, years. Jamie, Jamie, this 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 is a guy who's looking for a four a four year contract, a four year yes. max contract, right? Yes. If he signs that four year max contract, like then are they going to keep signing one year, one year veterans, or like what what is the cap going to look like right now? When but that's sign? that's just how championship teams are constructed. They so you have. You have you have maybe top three guys getting paid like top dollar, and then the rest bottom feeders maybe a mid level exception, veteran minimum, and then you have maybe some rookies on rookies because that's just how the championship teams are structured. And then mostly the teams will be willing to go into the tax and they pay a lot but more. I, I, I don't think I don't, like think, I don't think owners and general managers want to be in that situation where like they keep signing different players well, every year when it's not working, especially when it doesn't work. You know, it's not like a golden state where they signed these like a Gary Payton for like for cheap and then he won the championship, you know. You go that yeah, yeah, but that's that's just that's just how it works. If 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 you want to win, you, sh- you have to be willing to pay. Just look at the golden state um, payroll and look at how much they've invested into these guys. Just look at how much they, and it's the main reason why they let a lot of guys leave this year. Gary Payton, uh Anderson, or you don't think they yeah, and that's my biggest fear for the Warriors, but then that's a discussion for another day. But yes, yeah, so that's the whole point. So if the team believes that they are ready to win, they'll they'll pay. They'll they'll pay. And that's the commitment the team is looking for from Kyrie. If Kyrie and KD are logged in, the team is going to invest in them. Oh, yeah, you're ready to go. Okay, we're also going to play our part. But what the team doesn't want is because every owner is a businessman. What the team doesn't want is investing money in guys who aren't ready to give their all. That's just what the team the team doesn't want. Mm. Okay. Uh, well, there's there's a lot of discuss on this thing. You know, it's 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 a whole discourse. It's a whole you know book to be reading on this one. But I have a question that uh, we need to look out for. So, looking forward into the future, I mean, we've we've seen how as an organization, the Brooklyn Nets have to manage its superstars, which they didn't create. Right, most of these players from other teams drafted by other teams made their marks in other teams before joining the team in the future are we looking at the brooklyn as continuing to do a superstar started team or actually looking to draft their own players and create their own superstars just to keep them um i mean in the long run kitty is gonna he's gonna stop playing basketball so i mean there'll be a point where they'll get to a point where like they'll have to like start all, all over again and then you know i just think them having this these number of superstars was just for like a certain number of years and then you know we'll go back to being us from, from from the beginning so i don't see them you know getting that superstar you know i mean i mean it could happen it's new york like new york is a big city so they could create another another super team in, in five years time who knows but i, I just don't think it's, it's gonna happen but, but it could happen <laughs> it could happen but i don't think it's gonna happen so because it's because of the city, you know, people would, would, would want to come stay in New York, so it's attractive. So it could it could happen. Mm. Okay, Jamie. Um, uh, I would say no. Um, okay. So if you look at the last few decades, especially post um Jason Kidd, um, the um the the best rosters they've had came from. The, um, the old Paul Pierce and KG era where they were just at the tail end of, of their careers 
where they have to, you know, essentially pay with their whole future. Give all those draft picks to Danny Ainge to get Paul Pierce and um, KG onto the team. And then the second part was having KD and Kyrie, who decided they were going to walk into Brooklyn. They weren't really recruited by Brooklyn that whole year, come and, pay, come and play for us. It was KD and Kyrie who called Brooklyn like, yo, we're trying to come over. What do you think? And then they were like, oh yeah, come on over. Kyrie, Kyrie, KD actually wanted to go to the Knicks. That's what was reported, that he wanted to go to the Knicks. And then KD, Kyrie was like, nah, I want to be in Brooklyn. And then KD was like, okay, cool, let's go to Brooklyn. That's how they ended up in Brooklyn. So Brooklyn is not exactly an attractive free agent destination for like huge players. It's it's, it's not rude. If you want to be in New York, you want to be on the Knicks. But then the Knicks have been a mess for a while now. And then I think it's probably the most reason why KD and Kyrie ended up in Brooklyn. So after this era, if you don't, you know, maybe that's why I think maybe um Jeff mentioned earlier that they could probably trade KD at some point. Probably maybe if it doesn't work in the coming season, they could trade um KD and at least get some assets back because they traded most of their assets to get James Harden, and so they don't really have any assets for the future. And so they 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 might end up breaking that core up. At least maybe trade Ben or trade KD. Somebody just get some feet, but that's a you know, discussion for like you know a later date. Yeah. You might probably not have, you know, big stars get up and be like, "Oh, let me go play in Brooklyn." I, I, I don't see it happening. But let's see if 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 the team becomes attractive, they might get it. If you look at what what, what happened with the Clippers in um 2019, where they played so hard in the playoffs, and then it became so attractive for Kawhi to go join them, and then essentially dragging Paul George um out there with him. You could have something like that in, in Brooklyn. Mind you, the Brooklyn had an exciting young core before KD and Kyrie joined with, when they had D'Angelo Russell and then um, um, Spencer Dinwiddie and all these fun bench guys on the, on the team. So let's let's see how that goes. But they should probably be thinking about rebuilding by themselves through the draft. Okay. Well, at this point, we will bring our Brooklyn Nets discuss to a halt and hopefully there's no more drama before the season starts <laughs> we've yeah, actually ended the whole so. <laughs> is it what so we hope so yeah exactly man we hope so man charlie it's been so much drama from the off season even still like be even before the season ended there was so much drama uh even heading so moving forward let's look at the nba job schedules i mean we all saw the rumors and everything and it was confirmed so we have christmas day schedule which i want us to look at first uh before any other thing because a, a lot of teams have a long schedule so the christmas games are the bucks versus the celtics the next versus Sixers, Suns nuggets lakers Mavericks, and the grizzlies go who they wanted in the long run the golden state warriors Ste- jeff <laughs> the warriors versus the memphis grizzlies on christmas day and now normally christmas day is supposed to be a rematch of the finals this time around we're not getting yeah. that so i mean first of all we you were surprised if i'm correct i, I was i was I, I i wasn't happy because i <laughs> i don't know why these memphis grizzlies are trying to force a, a rivalry with the warriors like we're from this fake woke rivalry they're trying to they're trying to they're trying to start bro yeah, I wanted them opening night, so we show them the rings and, and show them what it means to win to win rings, <laughs> bro. But I mean, I guess you know, TV is TV. It's good for TV, so they'll do what they'll do what people are gonna watch. So you know, it is what it is. But yeah, 
it, it's going to be a good game. Though, but, 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 but do you think? Do you think? I mean, in, in as much as they're trying to create that type of rivalry, do you think over the past two seasons? I mean, we also what happened uh, during uh, the bubble where they actually knocked out the Warriors in the playing tournament. You know, they also got kicked out in the first round, and then coming into this season, they met in the semifinals, and it was all you know too much intensity going on even before Jamaran got out. I mean, game one went down to the wire, game two went down to the wire, game three was you know, a, a blowout, and also they had a blowout as well. I mean, so it wasn't kind of like back and forth. So you think it's become that new rivalry that people enjoy just because it's John Moran versus Steph Curry? I mean, I mean, the NBA is always looking for, you know, superstar matchups. So, you know, it's a young, athletic, you know, guy who is not scared to take on whoever. So... You know, and it's a it's a guy, a veteran who was being in the league one championships. So they want to see that kind of someone, you know, come up come up against someone like that. But I I just think it's it's just for TV. I just think it's just for ratings. It's just for viewership. <laughs> That's what I think it is. But I, I don't think it's 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 a, it's it's like a, a big fierce rivalry where we have to get scared like the the way the Warriors and Cavs became a big thing where everyone wanted to see the Warriors and Cavs play. I don't think or the Lakers and the and the, and the Celtics, you know that kind of that kind of like you know tension yeah, when you're playing yeah. each other, you know, like there's actual tension and there's no mm. tension. They're trying to create it's fake woke to me. That's what I think. But <laughs> like trying okay. to be like tough guy, like uh, bro, you guys are not tough. Trust me, you guys are mm. not tough. But it is what it is. Okay, uh, Jeff, Bucks versus the Celtics. I mean, we all saw what happened in the semifinals. It was just great game. I mean, in the first round, it was a blowout. Congratulations on that. And then you guys met the Golden I Army, mean, the Milwaukee Bucks, defending champions. So, my question to you was: Let's throw it back to last season. I mean, just the previous. I mean, just end the season, and then look at now. It was ran down to the wire. I mean, there were so many games where you guys were almost eliminated and then you guys came back as well. Now, is this a matchup that coming into this Christmas Day game, you think going to create more eyeballs such as the Grizzlies versus the Warriors? Yeah, I think so. But mm -hmm. last 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 year, too, it was the same matchup. It was Boston and Milwaukee for Christmas. And it was a nice game. Um, Boston was injured at some point and then they let go of the wire and then um, Milwaukee came back and won the game. So, well, I'm looking forward to it. Milwaukee, uh, hopefully um, a healthy Chris Middleton. I mean, there's there's this whole narrative of, oh, if Chris Middleton was healthy, they would have beaten the Boston Celtics. So, well, let's see. When Middleton comes back and then everything, everybody, hopefully everybody's at full strength at that time, then it's going to be a fun matchup. Mm. Okay, um, so the work Golden State Warriors are getting most of the t live televised games, and um, do you guys think it's a surprise? I mean, they are the defending champions. I mean, I'm not surprised. Are you guys? Are you? No. Yeah, I mean, Jeff, you're not surprised, right? No, I'm not surprised. Honestly. Mm, okay. All right. That's that's just by the way. Anyway, so now let's look at the another team that I mean, no matter what happens in the season, they will always be in the news. The Los Angeles Lakers. Mark, unfortunately, Mark couldn't join us to talk about his own team. <laughs> so next time we'll make sure that he joins. But LeBron has signed a two-year extension. And um, to me personally, this is how I feel. It's a great move, but at the same time, it's looking into the future. Because when you look at the Golden State Warriors, when you look at the Boston Celtics, you can see 
there is players somewhere, somehow, that are looking into the future for the organization. The Boston Celtics have a lot of players. The Golden State Warriors has a lot of players as well. But the Los Angeles Lakers is more also becoming a team where they need star players to make it up for a, a reason. I mean, when they had the likes of D'Angelo Russell, Julius Randle, all in the team, we were all thinking they were building. And then it, it just so it didn't happen. Now, LeBron signs two years. That means there's more time for him to play in the NBA, and there's more time for them to just still depend on him somewhere, somehow. Do you think it's a healthy extension, Jeff? So um, I think... When you look at it from the point from LeBron's LeBron's perspective, I think it's it's good for him, and it's good for the Lakers. But then I I, I was, I'm coming. I wrote a couple of things down about that. Let me read them out to you. <laughs> so, so here it is, right? Okay. LeBron James signed a two-year contract, right? Mm-hmm. Worth. What can I find this? Yeah, so two-year contract worth $97.1 million for two years, right? Yeah. But the second year is a player option. Player option, year, yeah. Which he can either pick up or opt out. So if he if he picks up that option, then they are very short in terms of how many players they can actually sign. The cap space becomes smaller in the second year. Exactly. Right. So then there that option is there so that if he opts out, he can sign a contract which will be smaller than what is on paper for what he signed this year. Do you get what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's not necessarily going to be 97 million if he opts out, it could be smaller just to make the cup space bigger to bring more guys on, or he can opt in and just be like, you know, to hell with it. Let me just play my last two years and actually move on. So mm. you can look at it both ways and say, hey, it's a good it's a good decision made by LeBron and the Lakers to give him that contract because someone else will give him that 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 <laughs> the 97 million if you look at it that way. But then he also mm. made room to actually help the, the organization to say, hey, my second year, it's an option. If I opt out, we can bring we can we can we can bring someone else in. It looks like I don't think they're going to sign Westbrook to an extension. So that gives them a little bit of, you know, uh, leeway to be able to move pieces around and then get people, I mean, like a Kyrie to come on and sign an MX with them if he opts out to, to if LeBron opts out to a smaller contract. So, I mean, it's, 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 it's good and bad. It's good and bad if you look at it. It depends on how you want to look at it. So it's, it's, it's it's very dicey if you don't know the details of the contract, but then if you do, you'd you'd appreciate you know the contract and what LeBron is actually sacrificing in terms of you know what he's trying to what he can do for the organization next year, which is uh not this season, so which is the 2023-24 season, right? Yeah. Yeah. So okay. mm-hmm. and they, they have they have a couple other players who are who will be in the contract year? I think next year. I think AD is going to be in his contract year. THT is going to be in the contract year, and then I think Max Christie are going to be in the contract year, right? If they all opt out, which I don't think they're all going to opt out. So let's say if Max Christie opts out, then it creates more more cap space for them to bring, you know, a carry on, you know, someone who is a free agent on to sign the max. So. 
there are so many moving parts to this to this contract and the other players who are uh, already in the organization. Mm. Okay, uh, Jamie, do you think? Um, first of all, I mean, Jeff has spoken on the part where he feels it's not kind of healthy, but he feels LeBron has done his part to um, make sure the team has a lot when he's trying to maybe not pick up the option. But do you think he will pick up the option in the second season, in the second year, I mean, to stay? And what would be his reason to stay? Because I feel like this season he is going to break the Karim Abdul-Jabbar scoring record. So what would be LeBron's intention to still play in the league? Bunny. Uh, um, so I, I think him picking up that second year option Will probably mean Bronny is not so Bronny be eligible in 2024, right? So, what year, um, um, Jeff, um, yeah. what year is what year is supposed to um end the, um, the three year contract 2024 2025? So, so, 2024 2025. No, no, so yeah, 2024 2025 is the second, uh, the option is the second year option, yeah, yeah, okay. So, meaning if Bronny is eligible that year, he's going to opt out, right? And yeah, and then. Yeah, so I think it was the same thing we talked about maybe two episodes ago. People, you people have to listen to our previous episode because we talk about a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> we, we talked, we talked, we talked about the scenarios, and then that was one of the scenarios where I was comparing it to what James Harden signed, and eventually that's what LeBron also did. You sign one plus one, and then you pick one, you use one, and then the next year you decide what to do with the other one, whether you're going to. You know, opt in or you're going to opt out and get a new contract gives you that flexibility. And so I think that's exactly what he's doing. Because we're talking about how he was trying to structure the contract to align with um Bronny's draft year. And then there's been so much talk about Bronny being whether Bronny is ready, NBA ready, or he's going to be NBA ready by that age, whether he's going to be um be in the in the first round. Or whether he was going to be in the second round, whether he's going to be drafted. There's been so much talk about it. And I think as good as LeBron, he's going to be very realistic about it. I don't think he's going to make it look like he's going to have his son get drafted just based off of his name. He's going to make sure his son is drafted based on his um ability. So if Bronny is ready, if Bronny is NBA ready by that time, I'm sure he's going to make him declare for the draft and then he would also opt out and then just drain Bronny on the team where he signs. Or he, if he's not ready, he probably let him play an extra year or something, and then he also signs an extra year with the Lakers and then waits until Bronny gets drafted and then he drains Bronny. But I think there's you know, so many different ways he's going to go about it, but everything is just going to um, boil down to how um, Bronny pans out in the long run. Well, um, that is just another... I don't know. The Lakers is just there's too much going on. But okay, let's talk about Russell Westbrook. Now, there's been a lot of talks and it's not setting what's gonna happen to Russ or you know the Brody next season. Jeff, do you think in as much as the Lakers is you know running it back with Lake I mean LeBron and AD, and as much as Westbrook had a you know a, a pre, I'll call it a pretty terrible season because he had with good numbers. But regardless, it was just not some good games in there. But do you think, ideally, Coach Darwin Ham should also include Westbrook going into next season in the starting five? I mean, I think he already announced, he already said he's going to include him in the starting starting lineup, I think, if, I, if I'm not wrong. 
So yeah, I mean there, there were some reporting. I mean later on there were some concerns that he might not be starting some games. So it's not certain as to what's going to happen. Um. So so if he does not play, who was going to play? I I that's that's the question because I'm I don't think Austin Reeves has you know earned the spot to be mm-hmm. starting guard. So I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And the Pippen Junior. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think he's gonna play. I don't know. I, I think he's gonna play. I think he's gonna play a lot of games. <laughs> so I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Okay. Well, he looks like he looks like he's gonna get traded. Don't you think? You think so? Yeah, I feel like it. it I think because has, no, you know, you know why? You know why they have they have to trade him. They have to trade him for one. For financial uh, implications and two for team implications one they have to treat him and get some assets back because once his contract ends that's it they are, they are losing him for nothing number two the he they can't win with him on the team it's obvious it's obvious russ and braun can't share the ball the one has to have the ball in his hands russ is quote-unquote useless without the ball in his hands you get it and so um when he eventually gets the ball, he begins to turn the ball over because he's in a rush to do something or he takes some very, very terrible shots because he doesn't get the ball often. And now he gets the ball and he's, he's, he's in like, more like, like he's, 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 he's forcing himself to do something. Um, I think they should trade him. And now, now that the Kyrie thing is, the KD thing is over and done with, at least for now, then the Kyrie trade is most likely not going to happen unless something changes further down the line. So then where do you look at? Everybody's talking about Indiana. Uh, well, it's not a bad option. If you get Buddy healed and then you get um, um, Miles Turner, you get an extra shooter. Because, mind you, this Lakers team has zero shooters. Zero. I don't know who you can go to to say, okay, go get me a bucket or let me run this play for you, for you to score. They they have, one of their best shooters last season was um, Monk. Monk is going to wear um, Sacramento or wherever he's going to be, he's home on the team. Yeah. So, what, <laughs> where, 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 where are you getting the shooting from? You don't have anybody on the team who's going to shoot for you. So, unless somebody mysteriously becomes like a like red hot knockdown shooter uh, going into the season, where is the shooting coming from? So, maybe if you get by the heel, that works for you. Um, you get Miles Turner, he's going to help AD. At the five or some, yes, you know they can rotate around the four and the five. Um, he's a decent corner three shooter. Not that you know he, but he can hit some corner three, so he can use him as a three and D guy. So eventually, you'd have to move Russ. I, I don't think Russ stays on the team beyond the trade deadline. They should move him. Mm. Okay, uh, that's a great reason right there from uh, Jamie as to why you know Russ shouldn't stay on the Lakers. So uh, before we wrap up, let's just look at this guy. Who is one of my favorite guards in the league right now, and it still doesn't look like it's gonna happen anytime. So I mean, Rudy Gobert is now with the Minnesota Timberwolves. That leaves the team in the hands of Donovan Spider Mitchell. Now, there's been more links to the Brooklyn, I mean, New York Knicks than any other team. Do you think that's a great trade idea for the Knicks to begin with, Jamie? And then it just comes in. Well. We live to see. I just, I, for me, I'm just excited about it. I want to see Jalen Brunson <laughs> and Jonathan Mitchell backcourt. That's just what I want to see. But then, so we talk about all these big trades, right? <laughs> Eventually, I've given up. I, I read something about 
the team offering Evan Fournier and then some other guys. Well, they are part of your, your your pieces. So if you give them up, then what are you getting in return? So now you get, you know, Donovan Mitchell, you get Jalen Brownson, and then you get who? Um, 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 so the, rumors, the rumor is Evan Fournier will be topping them five picks. Okay, so yeah. So then you, you're left with Emmanuel Kikli, and then you're left with uh, who else? Randall, quickly. Randall. Um, now was Mitchell guy? Robinson. Mitchell Robinson. The was a short guy's name. Sure, Jaylen don't call him short. Jaylen Jaylen Brown. Brown. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. So yeah. So so where does that get you? You get it's like where does that get you? It's, it's it looks like oh yeah, we get uh, Mitchell. Is, is Alec Burke still with the with the Knicks? Alec Burks. Alec Burks. No, I think Alec Burks was in the um, the Detroit trade. Oh, he was. Yeah, I, I I'd have to check. I have to check. I think it was the trade um, that I that sent Kemba Walker to Detroit. So I think the roster is um, uh, RJ Barrett, RJ Barrett. Um, oh yeah, you got Barrett too. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's that's okay. That looks good. But I think they they could use that as a way to attract some other free agents because now when you're pitching to free agents, you're like, oh yeah, come on over. We got who? We got Spider. We got Jalen Brunson. We got RJ Barrett. We got uh, Mitchell Robinson, who's a very Randall, nice big. Yeah. yeah, we got Randall too. But the I Derek Rose. Think, it's not I, Derek think, Rose. I I think. Probably the um, Randall goes in the mutual trade. I think. I don't think. I don't think Utah would just take um, um, who Evan Fournier and then you know they're taking your everything, everything. I think they would want at least one high level player and then extra players plus the picks for Donovan Mitchell. I think. I think probably that's why the the deal isn't even done. So. Let's see. Let's see. But I think if the trade happens, Randall goes. Okay. Um, Jeff, would that be um a next looking like okay, the Knicks are back, but not I mean championship no. back? <laughs> I didn't even finish no. this No, I, I don't I don't think that puts the Knicks anywhere near like the top eight teams <laughs> in the East. Like look at the top you have to fight for it. You have to fight for it. I mean they could make mm-hmm. the, the playing tournament. You could be in a playing, yeah. Don't I don't turn them out. They, yeah, I don't think they, they, they just go into the they become a top eight team just like that. So for me, I just want to see how they look. I just want to and that's when I want to see them on Christmas play and play well. It's the garden. The garden and Christmas day. Mm. Best thing to happen. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, um, it's been a great episode once again on the Omen and Me podcast. I always do this with my brothers, Jamie and Jeff. JJ without the Reddick. That's what I'm going to call them right now. Hey, bars, my G <laughs> Let's bar. go, let's go, let's go. I did it with my brothers, Jamie and Jeff. JJ without the Reddick officially certified right now. <laughs> so, I mean, it's been a great episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, make sure that you do subscribe, like, and then share it with your friends. And so, so until we come your way again, same place, same time, with great more NBA content. It's been the OMN NBA podcast. My name is Drew. Call me Derek as always, and thank you so much for doing the listening. It's bye for now. We out. We out. <laughs>